Welcome to Two Bookworms. One podcast. The book club podcast where best friends talk about books. I'm Cameron. And I'm Lacey. And welcome to another fun-filled episode of Good, Clean, of Good, Fun. Well, Slash maybe not clean. The clean. <laughs> <laughs> there is no clean. I have like three bread bridges in front of me. Okay. Do you want to guess them? <laughs> Water? Yes. Topo? No. <laughs> I'll give you two more guesses. White Claw? No. <laughs> it's a watermelon margarita that Steve just made and a sweet tea. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have gotten the I wouldn't have gotten the margarita. Um, but he didn't okay. He blends it too much, so it's like there's no ice chunks. And I'm like, oh. dude, it's supposed to be like an icy. And he's like, no, it's not. I'm like, it ain't supposed to be like juice. Yeah, well, kind of. I don't want to be chewing on ice. Well, you know, not like ice chunks, but you know how it's like, you know, like a slushy. Yeah. He's giving me the dirtiest fucking look right now. <laughs> he's like, I told you so. And then we were arguing about Lacey knows. a Long Island iced tea because I'm drinking this tea. I was like, hey, put some bourbon in here. Ain't that a Long Island iced tea? And he's like, there's no tea in a Long Island iced tea. And I was like, yeah, it's just sweet tea with liquor in it. And he's like, you want to bet? Do you know what's in the Long Island iced tea? There's a shit ton of liquor. Yeah, it's basically like every <laughs> liquor and a yeah, splash yeah. of Coke. Yeah. And I'm like, so there's no tea in it? No. They're only a dollar at Applebee's. Ow, I just bit my tooth. Uh, I think it's like a thing of the month. Like Applebee's has a different drink every month that's like a dollar. Must be their like. Yeah, let's do their thing. It must have cost a lot if they're doing it that way. I was about to say, there's no way they're putting all of those liquors in there for $1. It's probably like some fake version of it. It's probably like sweet tea with something in it for a dollar. Well, no, they could be, but it's not going to be the good liquors. It's going to be the cheap stuff. (laughs) Gross. Gross, gross, gross. So what's new with you? Not much. It's weird because I just saw you yesterday. Yeah, I know. We're not used to it. (laughs) I feel like we talked a lot yesterday. We didn't talk about the book, but no. we did. We talked a lot. Um, <laughs> we'll have a lot to talk about with that. Yes. Lacey and I went to the plant store and we went to the coffee shop and Lacey got a lot of plants. I got two wow. plants and some dirt, which I still haven't done. I should probably do that tonight. Um, okay. Well, let's do our second suite. What is your suck for the week? <sighs> I don't know that I really have too much of a suck yet. Okay, well, that's good. That means things are going well. Besides, well, okay, I do. But it's like, I mean, it's all the feminine issues. We all know this. We all, yes. you know, we all see everybody harp on it, but it's still a bad thing. Yes, it is. It's been a rough few days. We don't need to get into it because we're not here for the politics. No, we're not. We're not. But um, if you want to know, you can go to my personal page. I'm very vocal. Yeah. Okay. So my suck for the week is kind of an announcement that we have is this is going to be our last episode for a bit. We're taking a bit of a hiatus um, because I'm starting a summer class. And I'm not sure, so it's only like four weeks. It's like a whole semester crammed into four weeks. And I'm not sure like what the pacing is going to be like on that. And I didn't, I told Lacey I was scared to like commit 
to like two books during that time and, and like recording and not being able to read them. It, I mean, maybe if, if things go well, like a couple weeks in, I'll be like, yeah, hey, we're good to go. But um, I just kind of want to see how it goes first and not like stress myself out over it. And we have been recording nonstop for two years. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's it doesn't like, feel like that long. It doesn't feel like two years at all. Like it doesn't at all. But it's like you look back on time and you're like, yeah, that was two years ago. But you're like, wow, that does not feel like two years ago. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we haven't had any breaks other than like the freeze where we were late oh, yeah. on a couple episodes. And then I think there were like maybe two other ones. We were like a day late. But I mean, we've been recording nonstop for two years. I think it lasted longer than anyone thought it would. <laughs> so, well, we're still not done, yes. <laughs> yeah, and you know, a lot of shows are seasonal. A lot of podcasts are seasonal. They'll go and then they'll take a few. They'll take a few months as a break and then they'll come back. So, just a small hiatus. We'll stay tuned to our, in- our Instagram to get like official dates and things like that. Mm-hmm. But that's my suck because. I know when I asked Lacey, she was like, well, I don't want us to stop hanging out. I'm like, dude, we're not going to stop hanging out. I'm just going to be MIA for like four weeks and then I'll be back. We already made plans for next weekend, so you're not getting rid of me. More coffee. Yes. Yes. And plants. More plants. Oh, I haven't told Steve about that yet. <laughs> well, he's, surprise. He's, yeah, he's got headphones in. He's not paying attention. What is your sweet for the week? That is my sweet. Is that I got lots of plants finally. Yay! So you got a neon pothos, mm-hmm. and then you got a, okay. What is the that dude was calling it Swiss cheese? But so it is it? called Swiss cheese, but oh, okay. I don't, let me look up the actual name of it. It looks like a vine plant, and then the leaves have like you know like the Swiss cheese holes in it. Like it looks like a, just like an ivy. Monstera mm. delicios. That's not right. Monstera something. The Monstera is, because I remember seeing it on yeah. the sign. Did you ever figure out what the other one is that we forgot to No. No. Take a picture of. <laughs> it, that, all the pictures I were taking was not coming up with anything close. Like, it even got to, like, oh, it's a tree. And I was like, this is not a tree. Like, this is not a tree. <laughs> Let me make sure that I didn't take, because you know I took a bunch of, yeah, I don't see any pictures of signs. Well, when we go back, I'm sure they'll have more. So if you didn't know, I showed Lacey this thing. If you take any picture on your phone and you pull up in your photos, you pull up the picture. At the bottom of your screen is like a the letter I with like a circle and this little sparkle stuff around it. If you hit that, so like for instance, this is a picture of a plant. It says look up plant. And then if you hit that, it tells you. So this was a picture of Lacey's Swiss cheese plant. And it came up, Swiss cheese plant, Monstera, the list. Yeah, you were right. Deliciasa, delici, monstera, something like that. I wanted to say deliciosa, but that is definitely not right. It looks like delis, <laughs> D-E-L-I-C-I-O-S-A, delis, delicious. Uh, dude, I don't know. I've been drinking too much this far, <laughs> But you can, like, even do it on, like, an animal. Like, I did it on my dog, and it says, like, look up dog, and then it says Australian Shepherd. <laughs> So it's really cool. Like we had some weird um, plants growing outside. I should have showed them to you. It's some kind of weed, but it's called a um, red amaranth. And I was like, is that where they got amaranth's name from 
a court of thorns and roses and it's basically like um a weed that has like taken over here it is let me see what it's called amaranthus is what it's called it's a species of an annual flowering plant but it's like very invasive so someone must have like had one and then the seeds got blown around because it's basically taken over like every flower bed in front of my building and those things are like almost as tall as i am and it's weird because the landscapers, like, are not doing anything about it. Like, they come every Friday and trim everything else. I'm like, hey, y'all should probably pull that shit out. Like, it's, it is it is taking over. When you come over, I'm going to show you, and you're going to be like, what? Crazy. If anything they plant on that little corner just ends up huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they put in aloe vera ended up that way, too. Yeah, we had a huge, um, it was like a, Steve, what was that big plant that used to be right here that died in the freeze? That big, like, giant yeah, agave. it was like a god, yeah, like a giant agave that died in the freeze. I mean, that thing was like the size of like a freaking vehicle almost. It was big. It was really big. And it was sad. They had to like come and pull the stump out, but little babies keep popping up. So Steve keeps pulling out the babies and trying to put them in pots. Um, we've get, we had one that was pretty big, and we gave it to Steve's mom, and I think she put it in the ground, so we'll see how big it gets. But, yeah, we'll see. I'll show you when you come over. Um, so my sweet for the week is I found cotton candy grapes. I found them at Sam's Club, but I also saw them at Target the other night. So if you see them, you better grab them. I'll probably only find them a couple more times my other sweet is i finally got to see the movie elvis and it was incredible lacy was it good it was so amazing like i didn't so i knew going in it was three hours long but i didn't tell steve that and he wasn't even mad (laughs) and he was not an elvis fan in fact, he was the opposite of an Elvis fan going into this movie. And coming out of the movie, he was like, oh, my God. He, In fact, we reserved tickets today to see it again Thursday. <laughs> it is such Austin Butler. Okay. You were just talking about him because you. Yeah, Peter it. Pan. Okay, yeah. Peter Pan. So remember I said I wasn't really, like, familiar with him. And I was kind of mm-hmm. upset that he had been cast as Elvis. But Lacey. He's a great actor. He is amazing. Yeah. Like, he came on the screen and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm looking at Elvis. And it's not even because he looks like him physically, but the way he moves, he like has totally embodied Elvis. It's, it's freaky. You have to see it. It's amazing. Um, it's, it's such a good movie. So yes, I'm seeing it again Thursday. I'm so happy. The worst part of the movie was Tom Hanks. <laughs> his, 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 he has this like really strange accent. Maybe it's strange to me because I can still hear Tom Hanks's voice because we know his voice. Like everyone mm-hmm. knows what his voice sounds like, but it's like doing an accent. So maybe that's like, maybe it's weird to me because I'm, I don't know. I don't know what it is. His performance is very distracting, um, but it's a great movie. Everyone should go see it. Steve said, make sure I tell everyone to go see it. We're seeing it again Thursday. Steve's been listening to the soundtrack all weekend. I turned him into an Elvis fan. (laughs) (laughs) No going back now. So um, I'm going to go see Top Gun one more time before it leaves theaters. Do you want to go with me? (laughs) (laughs) 
Do you have, you can use my companion pass if you want to go. If I have time. Steve said he's not going again. <laughs> like this no will be more. my fourth time seeing it. <laughs> no more Maverick. <laughs> it's so good, Lazy. It's such a good, have you seen the first one? Yeah. Okay. Of course. Even though it's cheesy as hell. It is cheesy. The first one's a horrible movie. What? I enjoyed seeing it once. <laughs> Did you hear him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Much less four times. Yeah. So the third. But once was very good. It was way better than the first one. Yeah. Once was good. <laughs> the third time I saw it was when I took my de- my stepdad for Father's Day and my mom. And Steve was like, Cameron, I'm not going to see this movie for a second time. Like, I'm not. I can't. I can't do it. So I took my parents by myself, and they had a great time. They really enjoyed it. And the first time was that advanced screening that I saw. So I've only actually paid – well, I've paid to see it all three times, and I'm going to pay to see it a fourth time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tom Cruise is like, my money's going up. Money's going up. Thanks, Cameron, for seeing this movie four times. <laughs> I'm going to pay my Scientology dues with it. Yeah. She said he's gonna. She said he's gonna pay a Scientology dues. <laughs> she said they're. He, oh, Steve said they're paying him, dude. They probably are. I heard that Tom Cruise moved to Pensacola, Florida, because or Clearwater, Florida. One of those. They're right there next to each other. Um, no, Clearwater's in a totally different place. Yeah, yeah Pensacola. We passed through going to Destin. Yes, you're right, Lacey. Well, one of them is like the Scientology headquarters, and that's yeah. where he lives. Let's look this up. Because if it's clear, if it's Pensacola, let's just stop there on the way. <laughs> okay, let's, what should I look at? Headquarters of Scientology? Headquarters of Scientology. Oh, Steve said they're very litigious, so we shouldn't be talking shit. We're not talking shit. We're just asking where the fucking headquarters is. We're talking about joining. I've watched, I've watched, I've watched the Leah Remini documentary. Oh, Lacey says she watched the Leah Remini documentary. Hmm. Well, obviously they're not very litigious because they're not suing her for that. Oh, they try. Well, they're not suing. They don't try and sue her. They harass her. I think it's shit really cute. It is Clearwater, Florida. I think it's really cute that Steve thinks anyone's going to listen to this podcast. See <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I think David Miscavige is listening right now. Who is that? A leader. Dude's wife right now. No, dude. The leader is um, Hubbard. For like 30 years. Ron L. Hubbard is dead? Are you sure? I did not fucking know that. <laughs> okay. So I this is book related. I did not know that he like wrote sci-fi books. Like, That's all he was. He was an author, and then he just, like, starts this religion. I had no fucking clue. Okay, we got to stop talking about this. Someone's going to knock on my fucking door, Lacey. I can't handle it. Yeah, somebody's going to record us, and we start going everywhere. <laughs> okay. So, Better come to the Sea Org. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, back up. I got a Swiss cheese plant, bitch. <laughs> okay. So this week, we read The House Across the Lake. Mm-hmm. By Riley. Sager. Sager. I always say Sager, yeah. Okay. I think Steve and I have agreed it's Sager also. And um, I'm scared to ask what you thought about it. I liked it. Okay. Lazy. I think this is his best book. It, I think so, too. It's like he keeps getting better. Like, I liked Survive the Night, but this is, like, so much better. 
I mean, it, st- some it, of his other books are still shit, but you know. I, uh, and a lot of people didn't like Survive the Night, and we liked it. And a lot of people don't like this book. This book, I gave it five stars. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it the same. I'm going to give it the same. Oh, my freaking, I stayed up late last night. I was like, I, uh, you know what? I was like, I'm finishing this bitch tonight. I can't go to bed without knowing. Did you finish it? Yeah. Okay. So, you give them a synopsis, and I'll pull up the questions. So, oh, it's Casey. Okay. So, yeah, I've been reading too many books. <laughs> I've been reading too many books. <laughs> we follow the point of view of Casey, which is a recent widow, and she is also a legacy actor in the sense that her mother was a famous actress, and now she's an actress. Yep. We follow her. She is taking a hiatus at the lake house. She gets yep. new neighbors across the way, saves one of their lives, and it just starts getting weird from there. Yep. That was a good synopsis. A legacy. Yeah, her mom's like some famous Broadway person. And she's a widow, and she's not handling it very well, which um, no, I wouldn't either. Like, you've just <laughs> lost the fucking love of you. Because she describes their relationship. They had a very happy marriage. In fact, they were thinking about, like, making some changes, like maybe living at the lake house full time and maybe talk about kids. You know, they were getting to like those stages of their marriage. And then he drowns in the lake. They're at the lake house and he like goes fishing and he drowns and she's devastated. She's basically an alcoholic now. And it doesn't tell you this up front, but her mom has basically (laughs) keeping her prisoner at the lake house because she um, publicly was, so she was in a play. Casey was in a play and she showed up drunk. And when she got fired, she like went out drinking more and a bunch of paparazzi got pictures of her like hammered. Um, So it's kind of like hurting her image and her career. So her agent, who's also her cousin and her mom were like, Hey, you just need to like go lie low. Her mother had her driver take her to the lake house so she can't leave because she doesn't have a car and she like can't go buy liquor but there's a neighbor named eli who she kind of describes to be like an uncle basically mm-hmm. because she's known him her entire life he lives in a there's only five houses on this lake it's supposed to be like a very secluded beautiful lake in vermont there's only five houses he's a writer and after his divorce he lives at the lake full-time and he's bringing her liquor which I don't know why he's doing that because he very like he he dis I think he understands what she's like she's going yeah. through mourning. Yeah. But why are you like you know she's an alcoholic? Why are you continuing to bring her liquor? I didn't get that, and it doesn't explain that, but it's not that big of a deal. And then, like Lacey said, the new neighbors move in. They have redone their house, so it's like a very modern house. And in fact, the entire back of the house that faces the lake is all glass. Um, I don't want people to watch what the fuck I'm doing. No, I would never have. That is so weird. Yeah. Like the only somebody's going to be watching. Right. The only way I would ever do that is if my my house is like on a hill or a mountain where no one can see in there. Even then, like all those Native American stories about skinwalkers and stuff. Like, no, no, no. I know better now. (laughs) I'm looking outside at night. Oh, because of the stories of. of, of Yeah. 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 
Um, yeah, I would probably only do it if I was like Tony Stark up on a Malibu cliff and some shit and no one could see in. Maybe not even then. So Steve's parents, there's a lot of houses in his, in their neighborhood that, um, have these like big open bay windows and they don't have curtains or blinds. Uh-uh. And I'm like, listen, I like, sometimes I like to be naked. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. There's like, I don't need people seeing that. And I don't want to be forced to put on clothes because I have a bunch of windows and no blinds. Or, like, maybe I want to sit on the couch and, like, eat some Cheetos or something. I don't need a spectator. Yeah. <laughs> Which, apparently, according to this book, there's always somebody watching. There's so, always you know. someone watching. Okay. So, um, Casey, I'm trying to make sure that I explain this for people like William so they know what's going on. Um, she, dude. She sips on bourbon all day All long. day long. She wakes up and she starts pouring the bourbon. First of all, bourbon is disgusting. I don't know how she drinks it that much. And she'll just sit on the porch and, well, then she finds her dead husband's binoculars. And then she, like, I don't remember why she starts looking in their house, but she does because it's directly across the lake. And it's like, so, oh, okay, I'm leaving out the biggest part. It starts with her finding the binoculars I think because she sees something in the lake like bobbing and she's like what the hell is that so she gets the binoculars and that that's when she realizes it's a body right yeah she sees a hand above the water she sees a hand right and she's like holy shit so she takes her boat out there and she realizes it's that new neighbor and they're supposedly very wealthy and this woman used to be a supermodel so she like knows her name she's like holy shit it's her so she like she like turns her over because she was floating like face down and she's like oh my god she's dead like I don't know what to do but she like puts a life jacker jacket on her and she gets her in the boat and then does she do CPR? I don't even think she does. I don't CPR. remember. But then this bitch just like comes back to life and she's like holy shit I thought you were dead like you didn't have a pulse or anything. Yeah, and the woman blades are being blue cold. And she starts coughing up water. And the woman, her name's Catherine Royce, she's like, thank you so much for saving me. Like, you are incredible. Like, I owe you. And then um, Casey's like, oh, okay, let's just, like, get you home, I guess. She's like, do you, need, you probably need to go to the hospital. And Catherine's like, no, 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 no. I swim in the cold because it's, like, fall in Vermont. That's another thing is Riley Sager really sets up the atmosphere in this mm-hmm. book. Right? These are lake houses that rich people only come to in the summertime. So Eli lives there full time. Casey is like sequestered there and then the Royces are there, which she doesn't really know why because it's like off season. She's like, maybe we should get you to the hospital. And she's like, no, 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 I'll be fine. Just take me home. My husband will be home later. I just need like a warm shower or whatever. So she's like, okay. So she like takes her home and then um, we'll get into the questions before we start talking more about what happens. So these are a mix of Oprah's book club questions and a mix of our own what was your favorite part of the book? Um, probably who? Mm. <laughs> okay, we'll it would be that. Boone. <laughs> oh, baby. Yes. Okay, we can talk about that now. So, after she saves Catherine, like later that night, Tom, her husband, and Catherine come over while Eli... And Casey are having dinner because he brought her liquor. So she always like makes him dinner when he brings her liquor. So they're having dinner and they come over with this $5,000 bottle of wine. And he's like, 
thank you so much for saving my wife. This is a thank you. Like I can't, like we're so thankful. Um, and Casey and Ela are like, Hey, why don't we start a fire down by the lake and we'll drink the wine? And they're like, okay. Um, so wait, back up before that happens. I'm just so excited to talk about this book and I keep getting, <laughs> I keep getting like, that happens like usually. So before that, while she's watching, like she's taken to watching the Royces through all the glass. And as she's sitting there one day, there's like a voice to her right that's like, uh, is there any good like bird watching? And she's like, what the, who the fuck are you? And his name is Boone Conrad. Like what the hell with this name? And he is described as like a muscly, Hot, huge guy. Huge guy. And she's like, who are you? And he's like, I was hired by the Mitchells, this house next door. They need some renovations done. And they told me I could stay here while I work on the house since they're not here because the summer's over. He's like, so, you know, if you wanted to hang out or something, like I'm next door. And she's like, okay, bye. Yeah. So I can see why that's your favorite part. Um, there's a part where. I think he figures out that she's watching them because he comes out one night while she's watching the Royces and he comes out and swims naked in the lake. And he like looks back at where she is, which no one can yeah. see her because it's like dark and she's on the porch. But he like looks back and like smirks at her when he takes his towel off, but as naked. And she's like, oh, <laughs> he's like, yeah, you should come over if you want to play board games. She's like, I don't think. <laughs> I was really sad in that moment because she said it still it still felt like she was cheating on her husband. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that is so sad that she like yeah. really loved him so much, and he's been dead for like 14 months, and she still like won't let herself. You find out later why. There's like more to the story. Oh, there's lots more. Um, so my favorite part of the book, without giving too much away right now, is there are so many twists and turns. Mm-hmm. And. It's so brilliant. Like, Riley Sager did such an amazing job because, like, I didn't figure any of this out. And I'm usually, like, a bloodhound. I'm, like, on it. I'm, like, nope. Like, remember when we survived the night when we knew that the boyfriend was the murderer? Yeah. This one really, he really hit it out the park with this one. I don't know why people are not liking it. I thought it was I don't either. I really don't get it. Uh, The ending's the same. No, this Mm -mm. ending's not the same. This ending is wild, yo. So my this ending didn't disappoint me like most of his endings. Yeah, I thought this was a great ending. Um, what was your least favorite part of the book? Hmm. I'd have to say, like, okay, even though it's necessary, like, all of Casey's spying really feels weird in the beginning. Yeah. Like, I can understand being curious, you know, being drunk, you know, having a glimpse around. But she takes it, like, every minute of the day she's yeah. watching this house with binoculars. It, um, so what you have said is a, what a lot, I've read a lot of Goodreads reviews, and a lot of people said the trope of the drunk, nosy woman is just so tired. And they didn't like that aspect of it. Which I get. Yes, it has been done a lot, but... Um, I think it's important, an important part of Casey's, like, character arc because... Yeah, well, I mean, she has nothing else to do. She either. has nothing else to do. She won't go watch TV because there, she said there's, like, a moose head in the den that freaks her out. Um, this kind of gives her, like, purpose. And so, 
like with any other, it, it is, it is, it has been done. The nosy, the nosy drunk neighbor watching. It's, I think it's more the fact that it's been done a lot recently. Mm-hmm. It hadn't been before then, really. But maybe he was inspired by those stories and he was yeah. like, yeah. He's like, I'm going to flip this shit. Um, my least favorite part. Hmm. What is my least favorite part? I don't know, dude. I think there really wasn't anything that I was like, wow, that, like we really didn't need that. That was stupid. It wasn't even so much that Casey being nosy was my least favorite part. It was just, it felt cringy. Yeah, it definitely does feel cringy. Um, she just starts noticing like odd behavior between the voices. Like, like Catherine will talk on her phone, but she's like looking, making sure her husband isn't coming in the room. But then her husband will be like creeping down the stairs and he'll like stop and listen. So she's like, this is very odd behavior for like, like there's something going on here. Um, so then like eventually, um, Catherine goes missing and Casey and Catherine have kind of started, like they start having morning coffee together and they start, um, texting and there's a storm. There's like a big uh, hurricane. By the time it hits Vermont, they said it's going to be like a tropical storm coming. Mm-hmm. And at the little bonfire where Tom came over to thank Casey for saving his wife, he's like, yeah, I'm getting kind of nervous about it. And he's like asking a bunch of questions about the storm. And Catherine's like, I think it'll be like really cool. And then Casey's like, yeah, it's cool until like you're without electricity for six days like I was the last time. So Catherine like not wanting to leave. But then all of a sudden Tom's like, oh, because Casey was trying to call. She didn't show up for coffee and she was like trying to call her. And it's like going to voicemail. She's like, that's weird. So she goes over there. She's like, hey, where's Catherine? He's like, oh, Catherine went back to the city. And he's like, she's like, when will she be back? And he's like, oh, she won't be back till next summer. She's like, well, that's weird because she's been going on and on about this storm. And you were the one that wanted to leave. He's like, I don't know to tell you, Casey, like shit happened. She wanted to go back. Basically, like mind your own fucking business. Um, we're also leaving out that at that bonfire when he brought that wine, because, you know, Casey's like a drunk. So she's like, all right, let's pop this bitch open. He's like, no, 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 no. You got to open this like a special way. You got to let it breathe. Just let's let me handle it. So he's like pouring the wine and both of the women are like instantly tipsy and Casey's mm-hmm. an alcoholic. So like a glass of wine is not going to fuck her up. Right. But she gets like dizzy and Catherine like collapses. So she's like, that's weird. Well, then the bottle breaks and she sees like a bunch of white powder shit. I guess that's my least favorite part because she didn't like if I see some weird white powder shit. Yeah, I'm going to say something. Yo, he drugged us. Yeah. There's not white powder in wine. No. (laughs) There's not a milky film left on the glass from wine. Right. So after Catherine goes missing, she's like, holy shit, Tom did it. He did something to his wife because and that's why she probably nearly drowned in the lake because she said all of a sudden she got like a cramp and she got dizzy and she said she hadn't felt like herself for a few days and she's like he's been drugging her and then uh Catherine had also dropped some hints that their marriage was kind of on the rocks and that tom who was this tech guy that had invented this app his company was in trouble and she even goes to so far to say as he would kill me before he would ever let me leave Mm -hmm. because i'm the one paying for everything everyone thinks he's rich She's like, I'm, this is my supermodel money. He's broke and his company's going under. So Casey's like, uh oh, this, this ain't good. <laughs> and, um, 
during this time, she has like been talking to Boone and Eli didn't want Casey anywhere near Boone because Boone is a recovered alcoholic or recovering. I'm not sure the term that they use. Um, and he's like, you're going to be a bad influence. So I really don't think you should hang out with him, but she does anyways, cause he's hot. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, he used to be a cop. She's like, well, why aren't you a cop anymore? And he's like, well, I was drunk on the job. And she's like, okay. So she's like, well, you have these cop instincts. So here's what, here's what I found out so far. Don't you think this is kind of weird? He's like, I agree that it's weird, but like, we can't do anything about it because he said Catherine went back to the city. Catherine had made an Instagram post from her New York apartment. But then once you like look at it, the calendars from like a month ago, the tea kettle had the reflection of Tom in it. So it was like, no, Tom posted this photo and he's trying to make it look like she's still alive. And then when she gets on the app, she sees Catherine's location is still at the lake house and not in New York. So she tells like Boone all of this. He's like, I agree that it's really weird. So then he comes over and he starts watching them, watching him with Casey. And they see him come home from the hardware store one day. And he has, he's like taking his purchases out of the bag. And it's like a tarp. A hacksaw. hacksaw and like some other shit. And Boone looks, he's like, I think, we need to call the police. And he's got like some friend in the state police. And he's like, this, we can call her. I trust her. So she comes and they tell her everything. She's like, you know, spying's like illegal. And she's like, it's like not spying. I'm just like bird watching. And I just so happen to see all of this. <laughs> and she's like, um, yeah, okay. Well, she's like, you're basically about to fuck up my investigation because there's a serial killer on the loose and three girls are missing. And we think Tom might be doing it. So don't fuck this up for me and don't mess with anything else. And they're like, holy shit, Tom's a serial killer. So let me go back to the next question. Um, was it a fast or slow read and why? It was definitely fast. I feel like you, I just, I wanted to know because I couldn't, I couldn't guess with this one. Like a, a bunch of people went through my head. Like at every turn, I was like, oh, maybe it's this person. Oh, maybe yes. it's this person. Oh, maybe it's this person. And then yeah. we get to it when I was like, what? <laughs> I started it Saturday. I finished it last night, Sunday. Um, like you said, I, I kept changing perspectives. I was like, oh, no, it's this person. Um, another thing that we've left out is the book starts out with, I think her name's Wilma, the cop. Yeah. Yeah, because they make a Flintstone joke. She's there talking to Casey, and they're already talking about Catherine. I mean, it literally drops you in the middle of this scene. And she's like, so you really think her husband did it? And she's like, yeah, it's like some kind of conversation takes place. And the storm is already happening, right? So then Wilma leaves and Casey goes upstairs and says, to the, so it, it alludes to someone being tied up on the bed. And she's like, now what did you do with Catherine? That's how the book starts. And you're like, what the fuck? You're like, who, who did what with Catherine? So it, does, it doesn't flash back often. But it does every now and then. And it got to a point where I, because Lacey and I were both reading it on a Kindle, I couldn't, like, easily flip back pages. Mm-hmm. I was like, Lacey, does it say that it's Tom tied up to the bed, the husband? And Lacey's like, no, it doesn't. And we're both like, ooh. Because then you start to suspect other people. Because then you find out Boone wasn't just, like, an alcoholic. His wife died. And mm-hmm. he was a suspect. Mm-hmm. And he's an ex-cop. And he's an ex-cop. Okay, so then Casey breaks into the Royce's house. Well, she doesn't break in. The back door was open, but Tom is she gone. She breaks in. She breaks Breaking in. Breaking in and entering. She without breaking. She finds Catherine's 
phone, she, all of her clothes are still there. Her phone is there. Her wedding ring is there. Her phone starts ringing and she takes a picture of the number and she calls it when she's back at her house and it's Boone's fucking phone. And, she, and Boone's like, I can explain. She's like, you told me you didn't know them. He's like, well, okay, actually, um, I think Catherine was really lonely and we used to swim together and I kissed her and she freaked out. So this like all automatically you and Casey are like, okay, maybe the husband didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Maybe Boone. Maybe it's it. Boone. Yeah. Because a few days before Casey had fallen asleep drunk on the porch and wakes up to hear a woman screaming. And that's how her and Boone kind of really start hanging out is because she went out, she tried to call Eli. Eli wasn't home. That's when I started suspecting Eli when he was never I, Okay, so I suspected Eli when Casey goes over to Boone's house because she's like, maybe I need to go see if somebody else heard this. Yes. So she goes over there and he just looks at her like, you heard it too. Yes. Without her saying anything. Yes. And he's like, oh, well, I think it came between their house and Eli's. And Eli, like, maybe it was Eli. Yes. <laughs> and then at the bonfire where they had the spiked wine, Eli told this story about, like, the legend of the lake. And basically, it's this story, I believe, like Lacey said, it was Native American land. And there's, like, spirits in the lake, um, which is obviously triggering for Casey because her husband drowned in the lake. And she really snaps at Eli. She's like, shut the fuck up. Like, Eli, come on, read the room, dude. Like, she's probably yeah. not ready to talk about that. And he's like, I'm so sorry. But apparently, like, Catherine and Tom were really interested in his story. So another thing that Casey does when she breaks in is she looks at the Tom's laptop and she sees, like, where he's Googled a bunch of, like, lake stories, like, souls in the lake or spirits in the lake or whatever. Um, so she tells after phone, after Boone's phone rings and he, she's found out that he's lied to her. She's like, stay out of my house. Like, don't ever come over here ever again. So you have many suspects. You don't know what the fuck's going on. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, let me look at my questions before, because there's a bombshell coming up. Um, what did you think of the writing? Are there any standout sentences or vocabulary? I mean, no standout sentences or vocabulary, but I feel like. This is the book we've been waiting for. <laughs> yes, it, is. it is the book we've been waiting for. And it's what we've been wanting. And the other books have hinted at so things. bad until now. Yes. <laughs> he wrote in a way that you just want to keep reading and you want to keep reading and you want to keep reading. Okay. So this first twist. Okay. A lot of people were pissed about it because in the Goodreads reviews that I read, this was like the number one thing I saw. So at this point, when she tells Boone, to leave her alone and it kind of reveals that no, 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 not yet. Not yet. Hold on. We got to, we got to tell something else first. Yeah. So another night while Casey's watching Tom, um, (laughs) he's like heating up soup on the stove and he puts the soup in a thermos Mm -hmm. and then he grabs a flashlight and he walks to the neighbor on the other side. I don't remember their name, but they're not there. And, she, and he goes into that house and 15 minutes later, he comes out without the thermos. And she's like, what the fuck? That's where Catherine is. So she immediately fucking hops in her boat. She's like, I'm not going to turn on the engine. I'm going to row over there so no one can hear me because Catherine's in that house. So she goes into the house and there's like the basement door. It's like fucking chained up, wooded. There's like a, a lock. So she goes down there and Catherine is tied to the bed and like in the same clothes, the last time that she saw her, that's what she's wearing. She's filthy. 
Catherine's like, oh, my God, Casey, you have to help me. And Casey's like trying to untie her. And Tom has come back and Casey didn't hear him. And he's like, Casey, you don't know what you're doing. Like, you don't understand. I can explain everything. Just please don't let her go. And Casey's like, then what the fuck is going on? And Tom's like, that's not my wife. That's not Catherine. He's like, I don't know what's going on, but that's not her. And she's like, well, then who the fuck is it? And Catherine's like, it's me, Lynn. And that's the name of Casey's dead husband. I'm getting the fucking chills just talking about it. (laughs) And she's like, yeah, whatever. You're not fucking Lynn. And then he calls her by the nickname that only he called her, which is C, C E E. And so Casey's like, okay, maybe I accidentally let that slip to Catherine. Like, I told her this is the nickname that he has for me. She's like, Catherine probably has like a brain tumor. And so this is like a different personality that's coming out. Maybe like she had some brain damage when she drowned, whatever. And um, Catherine slash Lynn is like, no, I can prove to you that I'm really Lynn. And so she looks at Tom and she's like, okay, can you just give us like five minutes? He's like, I'll give you five minutes, but do not untie her. I'm telling you, she's tricky. And she will manipulate you. And and Casey's like, okay, okay, just give us a minute. So Tom, like, goes back upstairs, and she looks at Lynn slash Catherine. She's like, okay, how can you prove it to me? And Lynn's like, well, I I know, because you're the one that killed me. And you're like, what? What? Okay. (laughs) This is what people were pissed about, because this whole time, you feel like Casey's been grieving for her dead husband, but really... She's grieving because, yes, she did kill her husband Uh because, remember those three missing girls? She found out that her husband is a serial killer, and the day she found out, she confronted him, and she gave him some antihistamines, and she drowned him in the lake. And people were like, that's such bullshit. Like, you would read the whole first half of the book and not even know that. I'm like, dude. I didn't know. That's the beauty of it. It's a twist. Like Exactly. I thought it was brilliant. Like, I don't want to read a book, much like watching a movie, too. I don't want to read a book and know everything that's about to happen. It's exactly. so boring. I don't exactly. want to keep reading when I can easily guess it. Exactly. And I just thought it was, like, because the breadcrumbs were there, right? She's yeah. mourning. Um, the breadcrumbs were to everybody except for her dead husband. Yes. And if you, okay, so she's like, okay, how is this possible? And Lynn, like, tells her. When he drowned, his his soul basically went into the lake. And when Catherine was drowning, he took over Catherine's body. So Catherine, you find out later, is still in there. But Lynn has taken control of her. And that's why Tom thinks she's possessed. I mean, she is possessed. But Tom's like, mm-hmm. no, she started acting weird. She started doing weird shit. And that's why I know that that's not my wife. And um, I forgot where I was going with this. But, yeah, it gives you the whole scene about how she finds out that her husband was the serial killer, um, that whole scene of her drowning him. I mean, it was really brilliant. It was very – I was just like, oh, my God, this book is crazy. So she's like, okay, I got to get you out of here because, A, I don't want anyone to know that I'm the one that drowned you because it was ruled an accident. And, B, Casey has suddenly grown a conscience. And she's like, these three girls are still missing, and only you know where the bodies are. So she's like, if you tell me where the bodies are, I will let you go and I will get you out of here. And he's like, deal. So they got to like fight off Tom. So she's got to get Lynn back to her house because the storm's coming. So she takes Lynn to her house and tie him up. And that is who she has tied up in the bed. 
So all these other times it's flashed back, you're like going through the possibilities. Is it Tom? Is it Boom? Is it Eli? I have no idea who it is until you get to this point. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, next question. Would you want to read another book by this author? I mean, yes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Especially after this one. Yeah, we read everything that he writes. Did reading the book impact your mood in any way? How and where? I'm definitely surprised for once. <laughs> it has some serious creepy vibes. Yeah, yeah. And I had seen on Goodreads prior somebody mentioned like, oh, it's just another same ending. But it's no, it's not. Because this book actually brings in the paranormal that he always hints at. And there's not like an explanation. It's not like Catherine had a brain tumor and she's just pretending like she's one. You know what I mean? It's actually a paranormal thing that is happening. Unlike this is the yeah home before dark. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It's not like oh, it could be paranormal. Nah, it was just a play. No, right. (laughs) Exactly. This is what we should have had on that book. Um, this book just had me creeped out. I finished it like after midnight, and I like went to the bathroom before I went to bed, and I didn't realize the window was in there. Because Rusty gets hot, so he's been sleeping in the bathroom. So I turn on the light, and he, like, sits up, and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I was like, I did not realize you were in here. And he, he lays, like, right in front of the toilet. And so I'm like, oh, my God. He scared the shit out of me. <laughs> okay. So after she gets Lynn slash Catherine back to her place, they're like, there's kind of some, like, playing around. I don't mean the fun kind. Like, some psychological shit that goes on between them. Um, the power goes yeah. out. He gets loose. He's, like, chasing her. She's chasing him. And oh, Eli, wow, like, this storm is raging. Like, yes. it's knocking her house around, knocking the power on and off. Yes. In the meantime, Eli shows up. And so she's like, shit. <laughs> so she tells him the truth. And he's like... Casey, are you drunk? And she's like, no, Eli, I'm telling you. So he goes to talk to Catherine slash Lynn because he knew Lynn very well. And she says he's in there for like 20 minutes and he comes back. He's like, I believe you. So she has no idea what they've talked about. But whatever it is, it's enough to convince Eli. Because remember, Eli was the one that told the story about the legends of the lake. So Mm -hmm. maybe he's had some other kind of experience in his life that this is just feasible to him. Well, he said it was like his great grandmother or like one of his greats or his grandmother they always used to tell him that you could only swim in that lake after dark yes because yes. you know if you see your reflection after somebody dies then you can get possessed so yes you're right you're right i forgot about that yeah. yes it was um so he's instantly on board and she even tells him like mm-hmm. the way that she figured out her husband was a serial killer is because he was like getting dinner ready and they needed a lighter. And he's like, hey, I have one in my tackle box down in the basement if you want to go get it. And she's like, okay. So in his tackle box, he had the women's driver's license with a, um, a lock of each of their hair tucked in, like wrapped up in a handkerchief. And so she's like, find it. It was paper clip to the driver's license, yes. too. <laughs> and she asked him, she's like, did you want me to find that? And he's like, yeah, I did want you to find it. And so... He comes clean about everything. Like, he had a horrible upbringing. He was abused by his foster mom. He had these urges. He said, I fought really hard to fight them. I lost, obviously. Um, it had nothing to do with you. It was all me. She's like, would, were you going to kill me? Like, would I have been one of your victims? And he's like, no, I loved you too much. I was never, I was never going to hurt you. You um, just dragged me. Right. And so 
her and Eli have come up with this plan that she's going to take Len slash Catherine back on the lake because earlier when they were fighting, Catherine like breathed, like let out a like a like a sigh or something. Mm-hmm. Casey said and she stopped. felt like a drop of Lynn go into her and like kind of overtake her, but it wasn't enough. So she tells Eli, she's like, I think if I can get them back on the lake, I can get all of Lynn into me and then I'm going to drown myself. I don't think she told Eli that part. I think she just said she was going to go back out on the lake. That's her mm-hmm. plan all along is to drown herself. So that way Eli will get out of Catherine and he won't bother anyone else. So she gives him the licenses. She's like, if I don't come back, give these to the police to tell them everything. And he's like, okay. So she takes Catherine on the lake. Um, she gets like some more answers out of him. She finds out he takes her to where the bodies are. Cause she told him, if you take me to where the bodies are, I'll let you go. You can go live as Catherine. You can do whatever you want. And he's like, okay. So he shows her where the bodies are. There's this like tree in the middle of the lake. That's like a stump that sticks up. He's like, they're down there. And she's like, okay. So then she like kisses him. And then she's like, take me, Lynn. Just, I want you inside of me. So all of Lynn goes into her. And then she like puts the anchor on her chest and like jumps in the lake. And then like there's, there's some internal dialogue because he's like, don't do this, Casey. Don't do this. And she's like, I don't think she responds to him. It's basically just him telling her not to do that. Um, and then she, I think she thinks she's like dead. And then all of a sudden someone comes and saves her, but she realizes like all of Lynn has left her. So Lynn must be back in the lake or whatever. Um, and it's Catherine. It's like completely Catherine. She's not possessed anymore. Catherine has jumped in to save her. Cause I guess she kind of like woke up and realized what was happening. Cause she, yeah, she knew what was going on this whole time because mm-hmm. Lynn said that he was slowly taking possession of her. So she was still aware of stuff mm-hmm. that was going on until he fully had control. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so yeah, you think everything's fine. Uh, Kat, she takes Catherine back to Tom. They get Tom because they had locked him in the basement. He's like, thank you so much. Um, Casey is going to, Casey tells, she takes the cop out there and she shows her where the bodies are. She's like, I found out my husband was the killer. And the cop's like, he, it wasn't an accident that he drowned, was it? And she's like, she doesn't say anything. And she's like, well, that case is closed, so I'm not going to reopen it, basically. She's like, sounds like he got what was coming to him, basically, kind of thing. And mm-hmm. you're like, all right, cool. But then she starts thinking, and she's like, you know, Catherine had said she was feeling weird before she was drowned, like before she almost drowned when I saved her. Like she was feeling dizzy. She was, she had a cramp when she was swimming, which that when she drowned would have been when Lynn possessed her. And then some other things she had found on Tom's computer, she kind of remembers, like he had looked up a story of a man in like Pennsylvania that tried to poison his wife slowly. Mm-hmm. And then sure the play base off of what Casey played in. So Casey was in this play where, you know, her character was slowly poisoned. This man mm-hmm. saw it and did it to his wife and Tom had looked up these articles. And Tom had been to the play because he told Casey, I saw you in that play. You were incredible. Yeah. Like you were so amazing. So she's like, I think he was poisoning her before she drowned. And that's why she started cramping and passing out in the lake is because he was already poisoning her. So she calls the cop and the cop, like it goes to voicemail and she tries to leave a message, but then Tom shows up at her house and he's like, you just couldn't let this shit go. Could you? And he basically reveals everything. He's been poisoning Catherine even before she was possessed. So he comes to like beat Casey up or some shit. And then she hits him with like a rock and he like 
passes out in the lake and then he wakes up and guess who's inside of Tom? Mm-hmm. Old Lynn is back. Well, she takes him offshore and then like, I don't remember how she kills him. She does something to him because Eli had told her, you gotta like get him out of the lake because then you, if you kill him, like the no, soul. No, Lynn said that. Lynn oh. said that when he was explaining it. Because um, Casey asked about the girls. Why is it that Lynn's able to possess people and the girls aren't? But it's oh, because right. Lynn said that he just dumped their bodies in the water. He yes. didn't kill them in the water. He killed them on land. And there was something between like the fluidity of water being able to trap soul. souls. Yes, you're right. You're right. So she's like, i got to get them off land. And she kills them. I don't remember how she kills them. Um, but the cops come back because Wilma heard her message. So at first I was kind of like mad that there were two endings because there's like a big climax, like the climax and then it ends. And then this whole other reveal with Tom. But then I'm like, no, it's fucking great because she's kind of sure Lynn is dead. But she's like, I don't know if some of them slipped back out. She's like, but if he did, I'll be waiting. But, you know, Riley got his little final girl moment like that because, you know, the, sure. the killers are never dead. They always come back. That so. is very true. He does like final girls. Um, and then she winds up with Boone. Her and Boone are together at the end, and it's like New Year's, and they're celebrating. And she's not an alcoholic anymore. And the reason she was an alcoholic is not because her husband died, but because she murdered him. She murdered him and everything that he had done, and she didn't realize she was married to a serial killer. And Catherine tells her, she's like, you know, I, re- I remember a lot of his memories, and he really did love you, and Everything that happened was him. It had nothing to do with you, and you shouldn't feel guilty that you didn't know what he was up to. Like, that, you can't carry that. That has nothing to do with you. So you get closure from that as well. Um, make sure where I left off on the question. So how did your opinion of the book change when you reached the ending? I mean, I was happy for once. I wasn't disappointed like I usually am. It's his best ending <laughs> that he's ever written. Yeah, I think so, too. It was It was awesome. I loved it. How did the book's title work in relation to the book's contents? It works. Works. Is this book overrated or underrated? What is it on Goodreads? Dude, it's so underrated. Under, yeah. It's under then. A 3.64. Yeah, it's under. At least a four, you know? Yeah, it's like people that hate this book love the other books that we were so, like, I hated the other books. (laughs) Does this book remind you of any other books or is it an original idea? I mean, it's original besides the fact that, you know, there's a drunken spy Karen, not even really a Karen because she ends up saving the day. But the first half is not original. The second half is extremely original. Very, very good. Um, How did it impact you? Do you think you'll remember it in a few months or years? I think I will. I think I will, too. I wish, like, books like this, I wish I could, like, go back and read again for the first time. Because it's just so fucking entertaining. Yeah. Like, this is the kind yeah. of shit I like. I like This is the mystery I've been wanting, where I don't yes. guess every turn. Exactly. I don't want to guess it. Would you ever reread? Uh, I mean, I'd try, but I don't know if this is one of those that I could reread, since it is a mystery. Maybe like five years from now when I forget some. Maybe. But even then, I feel like we'd read and be like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. I'd be like, this is what happened. I'd be interested to see this into a movie, though, because I, I feel like it could be, very easily be a movie. That is so freaky that you said that, because I was literally just thinking this would make an awesome movie. 
because you can see it when Casey's sitting on her porch, you know, watching this house at night. You can see it because she's going from room to room. You know, she's watching her go from like the dining room to the kitchen up to the stairs. You know, lights are turning on and off and you can Mm -hmm. see it. Yep. Any lingering questions or plot holes? I don't think so. It pretty much wraps everything up. Yeah. And no, Boone did not kill his wife. She th- she fell down the stairs, so there was some question because the coroner said that the time frame could have been when he was still at home. Yeah, like 30 minutes before he left. But come to find out, the wife had ac- actually left a suicide letter. And Boone and Wilma, covered, they burnt it because he's like, I don't want her family knowing that. And they felt like it made Boone look even more suspicious. Um, apparently she had like talked to her divorce, divorce lawyer like the week before and he had no idea. He's like, I had no idea. Like she was that unhappy. Um, so you find out he really didn't have anything to do with his wife. Um, so it pretty much answers like every question there is. Mm-hmm. And who would you cast? Oh, I don't know. I think Boone has to be Jensen Ackles, like 100%. I don't know. I don't feel like he's big enough. Oh, have you seen the boys, Lacey? Because he's, like, practically well, naked in that show. I mean, I know, but I mean, like, tall and He's 6'2". He just looks short because the other dude is the Jolly Green Giant. Jensen but Ackles that's what I tall. feel like Boone is because she says that he towers over her. So you think Boone should be... Sam Winchester. No, I would say more Jason Momoa. Lacey, I, if I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times. Jason Momoa cannot play these smart characters. Yes, he could. He is good to look at, but his brain doesn't work that way. Well, I mean, Boone didn't, his brain didn't work too much in this book. He was more busy, <sighs> you know, skinny dipping. That is fair. That is a good point. I mean, but he was like a detective, so he was like able to piece together all that shit. He didn't piece it together. Casey did. Fair, fair point. He just I'll picked let up you the have phone Jason and called Momoa. I'll let you have that. <laughs> uh, what about Casey? She's got to have some range. She's got to hmm. be able to like tell a lot of stories without telling them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, for Catherine, I was thinking uh, Margot Robbie. She, okay, I could see that. You know who she is? Or, or, oh my gosh, I don't know her name. You know, Zendaya <laughs> would be a great Casey, but she's probably too young. Casey's yeah, she's like way too young. Yeah, Casey's but in Zendaya plays some, like, deeply damaged characters very well. Yeah, but I don't think she could play a middle-aged widower. No. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? I wouldn't put it past her at this point. She Zendaya can do it all. I love but her. But she's, she's just too young looking. You know what? Maybe she could be Catherine. Because the person that plays Catherine is going to have to also be able to play Lynn. <laughs> well, and it did say Catherine was much younger than Tom, too. Yes, it does say. It does say she's much younger. For Tom, I pictured, like, John Hamm. Okay, so I have some... Let me see if I can find this chick. Because... I have... A blonde actor in my head, and I cannot remember for the life of me what she's been on. But I can Ooh. see her face clear as day. Haley Bennett. 
Yeah. Okay. So she would. She might be too old at this point to play Catherine. She. But she could play. Yeah. She she could could. play Casey. Oh yeah, she would make a really good. You're right. She would be good at Casey. I don't know. Sometimes Haley Bennett just seems like very one dimensional to me. Like, um, I've seen her in that, what was that, House on the Train? That, whatever that movie from the book was. She's in that one. Girl on the Train. Girl on the Train. And, uh, of course, she was in one of me and Lacey's favorite movies, Music and yeah. Lyrics. That's why I could keep seeing her face, but I couldn't remember uh, her name. <laughs> she might be a good Casey. You're right about that. You are right about that. Um, Eli's gotta be, like, an older guy. I mean, even if it was Haley as Catherine, maybe Emily Blunt could play. Uh, I feel Casey. like that's going too much on Girl on the Train. Cause that you're, yeah, maybe. That's maybe. Essentially, Emily Blunt's character is the nosy drunk. That's true. Like, you got to give someone else a turn. That's true. There's a lot. There's a lot of actresses that could do that. Um, Eli's got to be an older dude. There's tons of older dudes available. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it was a great book. I really, really enjoyed it. I'm going to have a book hangover for several days. Yeah. It's, like, going to be hard to pick something up after that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, if you haven't really read it, read it. Um, even though we just spoiled everything for you. I was trying to get Steve Maybe to Maybe not it. everything. Yeah, no, pretty much all of it. <laughs> I was like, Steve, you should really read this. And he's like, I'm not going to, so just tell me what happened. So I gave him, like, a 30-minute, like, recap, and I'm like, listen, I'm not explaining this good, but it was a freaking amazing book. Riley Sager, thank you. Thank you for finally giving us what we want. Five stars. Five stars. Woo! All right. Anything else you want to add? I don't think so. It's weird because, like, there's not another book to announce. (laughs) I know. (laughs) There's not like a time frame of when you should tune no. back in. <laughs> it's really no suggestions, comments. Kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, just keep an eye on our Instagram and we will keep you guys updated on when things will resume. We'll go from there. That's all I got. Yep. Bye. Until bye. next time. Little, say bye. Yeah.